Okay, we're doing it. We're officially doing it. Episode 20. Okay, Hildy's Hot Takes. Now, I, I wasn't a lazy podcaster. I know last episode I said, you know, I'm an every week guy. And then I am an every week guy. Here's the thing, okay? I recorded last Thursday and it was like 30 minutes long. I was fucking buzzing, but I posted it. It was up for like 15 minutes and I decided I, I couldn't leave it up because I said... I didn't say anything bad, like cancel bad. I just said I was just a little too aggressive, you know, and it had to do with the whole Kyle Beach thing. And it wasn't anything bad. I promise it wasn't anything bad. It was just too aggressive. And when I was kind of explaining this to my teammates, I was in the I was in the training room and uh, the athletic trainer beauty goes, uh, do you want to be a professional hockey player or a professional podcaster? And that rang a bell, you know, so it was probably a good idea at the end of the day uh, to take it down. Um, obviously, I want to be a pro podcaster too, but I want them to feed into each other. You know, hockey experiences feeding into the podcast, um, podcast feeding into the hockey. Um, but yeah, since it was about the Kyle Beach thing, uh, I'm, I'll decide to, to take a different route. I'll tone it back. But I just wanted to say this one thing about the situation. Uh, good excerpt, excerpt from this book I'm reading called Courage is Calling by Ryan Holiday. I joined a book club through the Mindstrong Project. Shout out Mindstrong and Harvey Martin. Uh, I I actually like reading books and this book is fucking fire. It's got me ready to run through a wall. But just in terms of the whole Kyle Beach Chicago thing, if you haven't heard, just go look it up yourself. I don't really want to talk about it. But anyway, it was just basically an exploitation of power, leaning some weird sexual assault stuff. And basically, it was a five foot seven guy assaulting a six foot three, two hundred and thirty pound um, possible NHL player, so elite athlete, right? And everyone's saying, "Oh, in the moment, in the moment, in the moment, it's tough." And it is tough. It's very tough in the morning. And what Kyle did coming out like that was a very courageous move. Takes a lot of fucking balls to do that. So you got to commend him for that. And I give that guy my support. Nobody wants to be in that situation, but it happens. Shit like that is fucked up, but it happens. And in the future, I want anyone that's listening to this not to take my advice, just to think about it. You got to fucking stand up for yourself. I know it's it's hard to say when you're in the moment and shit like that's going down. But you got to stick up for my, yourself. I'm just going to read a couple of these excerpts. Excerpts, like I said, from this book, the first one, just one sentence here. Violence is rarely the answer, but when it is, it's the only answer, right? So you gotta, you don't want to resort to violence, but like, fuck, if that shit's happening to you, you gotta act on it. And another one, little paragraph. Sometimes physical courage is required to protect moral courage. There will be moments when we are at risk or someone we love is at risk. Kind words will not cut it. Poise will not protect us. What will be called for is intensity, aggression, a demonstration of force. In these moments, we cannot shy away. We cannot shrink. We cannot be bullied. We cannot do nothing. In those moments, we'll have to hit back and we'll have to hit hard. We must raise our fists. We must make our stand lest we end up on our knees. Now, that is just an excerpt from a book, but I think it holds true. What he did was courageous in speaking out and I just want to make it so the people I love and care about 
don't have to be courageous in a situation for speaking out with that. And now that that's off my chest, and now that I got kind of meandered my way through that without ruffling any feathers or getting a little too aggressive, like I said, nothing I said was bad. So shut the fuck up if you're going there. Anyway, it happened. The uh, the podcast is out, okay? The, the head brass of the Tulsa Oilers, they know about it. They've been listening to it. And, you know, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Here we go. But everybody's giving me a compliment. They were giving me a hard time about the whole elite athlete thing. But I was joking about that, okay? I was joking about that. But, yeah, the the media guy, the the the... Everyone's just like, yeah, we like it. We think it's funny, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, whew, crisis averted there. But really, I really do not say shit on this podcast, okay? I just talk about dumb shit. No need to get anybody's panties in a knot here. But anyway, they know about it. They like it. I'm keeping it PC, you know, maybe not so PC, but I'll try my best to stop maybe dropping F-bombs as much. But, you know, sometimes I just get fired up, okay? emotional guy this is an emotional podcast but anyway in my last recording i'll just get down to it we flew to grab uh rapid city south dakota last couple weekends ago now and that was like my first flight in probably over a year and a half since i went to minnesota in the middle of pandemic but uh i forgot how shitty flying is the worst experience in history of experiences the whole ordeal is just a fucking joke first of all you have to show up three hours before your fucking flight just in case right more likely than not you're going to get through security and there won't be many lines and your ticket's going to be all good and you'll be able to get through all that stuff in like 15 20 minutes right but you have to go early just in case right just in case somebody slips like an exploding dildo in your bag and they fucking flag your shit and you're getting searched and then you're somehow on a no fly list. Like you got to show up early just in case like the freaking, I don't know. It's ridiculous how early you have to show up for flights. Then you just end up waiting there for your flight for like an hour and a half. And you're like, fuck, I could have left way later. But then you think to yourself again, like, Oh, never mind, Something could have went wrong. Like the Uber doesn't come or my fucking car gets a flat tire or just anything. And then you miss your flight and you're fucked. But we'll move on to the whole getting there thing. You're going through security and there's always a guy there. What Like what's going on there in, in these airports? There's always some security gate hardo with the most condescending tone saying repeatedly that there are three lines and to move down. There are three lines. So condescending and so like dickish just in your face move down keep on moving down if there's the if there's people on the first line move down to the second line then move down the third line there are three lines people three lines i'm standing in the first line right next to this guy for fucking 30 30 fucking minutes he keeps on saying like how do you have that much breath buddy like you're offloading a lot of cn2 freaking drink some water chill out i should chill out right now but I'm literally podcasting. I was just about to take a shower. For any coaches, my coach, if you're listening to this, I I was just grinding in the gym. After we had practice, I was up early. I was grinding. 
I freaking grinded at practice. I went to the, the workout with the team after practice. I was grinding in the gym, and then I had a sick wiffle ball game with the boys. Couple one-handed catches, good plays in the outfield, couple nice hits. And then I just went back to the gym, and I was grinding on the rower. I was grinding on the freaking uh, the stair climber. That thing is hard. Holy shit, is the stair climber ever tough? I was on there for seven and a half minutes. 600 steps or whatever but but like god the legs get burning off that and then i ripped a sauna but i just got home i was just supposed to take a shower but my roommate went to the chiropractor and i was like fuck i gotta record an episode so but yeah i was grinding the gym so i'm recording in a towel i don't even know why i just told you that security gate hardo and then there's more people in the security area as you're taking your shit off like take off your shoes take off your belt any large electronics, put them in the bin. Freaking uh, anything else, put them in the bin. Empty your pockets. It's like, yeah, we know, buddy. We freaking know, okay? If you don't know how to go through an airport, just fuck off. Don't fly, okay? You should have to take an airport test and learn some airport etiquette before you're allowed to step into an airport. Vaccine passports to fly? Nah. Let's get a fucking idiot passport to fly, okay? And then you get on the plane and it's the worst thing ever. Worse than the whole, like, holy flying sucks. You get on the plane and more often than not, they board you way too early or something is all fucked up with, I don't even know. You're sitting on a tarmac. The worst place to be sitting in the history of places to sit is in an airplane seat while you're not moving, sitting on the tarmac. Now this happens a lot in the winter and they have to de-ice the plane and they turn the air conditioning off. So you're sitting in a, in a 110 degree fucking sauna metal tube and they turn the air conditioning off because they have to de-ice the plane. How about you de-ice the plane before I fucking get on it? Ugh. So we're, sta- we're, we're sitting there on our way back to Tulsa and we're just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. I'm like, what's going on? The pilot gets on the mic And he says, don't worry, folks, everything is okay. And usually when they say that, that's like usually when everything is totally not okay. So I hear that. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And then this guy has the audacity. Listen to this. This pilot has the audacity to say they're still, they're just waiting on some paperwork before we can take off. Paperwork? We've been sitting on the tarmac for 45 fucking minutes. What paperwork? Are you waiting for an email? Are they sending you a fax? Carrier pigeon? Message in a bottle across the fucking ocean? What is going on here? Paperwork. And then the flight attendant, after we're sitting on the tarmac for literally an hour and a half at this point, and I'm pissed. And and everyone's on their phones because what else are you going to do, right? The flight attendant goes, and just so you all know, uh, it is federal regulation and federal law that everybody's phones must be in airplane mode right now. Okay, I'm seeing a lot of you don't have your phones in airplane mode. It interferes with the pilot's uh, contact and ground control, so you must turn them in airplane mode. No, it does not. Okay, what is this? The fucking 1940s? If an, a phone actually, if a phone actually interrupted the contact between ground control and the pilot, or messed with anything on the airplane whatsoever, they would make you throw those freaking phones into like a, a box.
before you like get to the airport and you just wouldn't be able to take your phone on an airplane if it had the ability to fuck shit up on the flight. Okay. And speaking of these flights, like, can we get a facelift on some of these freaking planes? Like, what are we saying here? I was looking up at the front. I was sitting in the third row. Not a big deal. And the front, the front of the plane looks like a 1990 Ford Explorer with like 300,000 miles on it. Things barely turning on and they're flying. They're using these things to fly us across the country. Like, damn, I knew airlines were broke, but I didn't know they were freaking that broke. Like, come on. How about the non-smoking light? What is that thing still doing there? Are we driving a 1990 Ford Explorer that has wings on it? Can you believe that people used to smoke darts on flights? Like, that is fucking crazy. Shit literally kills 10 million people a year. They're eight bucks at the gas station for whole pack. I'm convinced people are so stupid. Um, what else do I have to say about the flying experience? The lavatory. What the hell is the lavatory? Why is it called the lavatory? There's no lava in the Tory anyway, okay? And these things are so tiny. I'm 6'1 on a good day. And I think that's the maximum height for a human to be peeing standing up in one of those things. It's like a carnival ride. You must be under this height if you want to be leaking your spinal fluid all over the lavatory without lava in it just to take a piss. You know those Chinese like torture rings kind of where like the old fables where they like strap you down to a board and then just drip like little um, water droplets on your forehead until you went fucking insane. Like they could make one of those where they just force you to stand up straight in an airplane washroom with your spine looking like a curse of G the entire time, smelling that weird blue shit that goes everywhere when you press, press the flush button. Wait, is that blue shit the lava? And also unrelated note that I just thought about, you know, when you press the button, that weird that fucking sucking sound comes. What's with all the random fucking sounds that are like happening out of the blue when you're flying? Okay. You're taking off and then all of a sudden, and it's the wheels coming up. And then you'll be going, you'll be at like 30,000 feet or however the hell they fly. And you'll be hearing that the engines will be just be going strong. And then all of a sudden you'll just be like, and then something will totally disappear. A sound will just totally disappear. What is happening there? Okay, every time that happens, I was like, okay, engine's blown, we're done. And and then and then on top of that, the turbulence. Did I mention I fucking hate turbulence? I just do not understand it. And why is it so bumpy? Am I about to die? Please tell me. And then you read online or you hear about people like pilots, right? When they kind of hear that people say that they're scared of turbulence and the notion is like pilots think that's hilarious. Like they laugh at the fact that people are scared of turbulence. Like, are you kidding me? Okay. If the danger scale goes from one as least scary or least dangerous all the way to 10 as we're going down and one is just a normal smooth flight, then any amount of turbulence automatically puts the dial closer to 10, whether it be three, four, five, six, depending on how bad the turn turbulence is like minor turbulence, fine. But when you can freaking feel your stomach go up into the back of your throat, because you can feel you noticeably dropped about 15 feet in a millisecond in the air. Yeah, that shit does not fly with me. That's a quick, 
tightening of the seatbelt and reach down under my seat and grab and pull myself to the, to the seat as hard as I can. So yeah, fuck turbulence. Okay. And that's basically all I have about the flying experience. Just all in all, the shittiest thing of all time. I wouldn't like once I'm done with hockey, one flight a year max. That's all I'm going to be able to do. I'll fucking, if it's under 20 hours, I'm driving it. If it's under 30 hours, I'm driving it. I don't even mind driving. Podcast, tunes. At this point, I'm a fucking pro. So yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, I don't know. I have a couple theories. I don't know if I like watching football anymore or sports i think maybe it's just football or maybe i'm just turning into an old ass but i liked it in saskatoon where the the primetime football game started at 6 30 i don't know what time zone it was non-daylight central time or whatever but the the football games would start at 6 30 they would end at 9 30 and i'd be hitting the hay and that was nice and now they start at like 7 30 and they go forever and I need to go to bed. I need to do my shit. I need to meditate. I need to read my book. I need to light a candle. I need to get chilled out so I can fall asleep. More people should be doing that, by the way. Like, if you can't sleep, focus on sleeping. Like, do everything you can to sleep. Like, you can't just lay on your phone all night until 11 p.m. or 12 p.m. or 1 a.m. And then just be like, oh, I couldn't sleep last night. It's like, yeah, no shit you couldn't sleep last night. I used to be the same way. I was a fucking idiot. Anyway. Or here's my second theory about why I'm just not caring about these football games anymore is the fucking refing. There's penalties and the calls and the reviews and the, and the rules are bass backwards. They don't make any sense. I've talked about the catch and the fumble rule. I see it three or four times a game and everyone says the same thing. That's definitely a catch and a fumble. And I say, no, uh, uh, incomplete pass. I know it looks stupid because it is, but it's just like, it'll be three and out punt run, run pass, incomplete punt freaking run play for a one yard. And then all of a sudden flea flicker 65 yard pass touchdown penalty, random holding call. I just don't get it. Okay. And I think one by one by one, you know, death by a thousand knives. It's killing my will to even watch these games because they're so fucking boring. Nothing happens. And anything exciting that happens is a penalty. It makes no sense. And now that I've gotten that off my chest, my last segment of this episode, we're going to run a little further than 20 minutes here. Um, the top five beers of all time. Now, shout out Jade Miller. One of my good friends from my uh, graduating class at UMD, two national championships, ever heard of us? Not a big deal, I know. He said last time when I did the best uh, fast food burgers that you have to start at five and count down to one so it builds up more suspense. And I said, wow, that's a good idea. Thanks for the suggestion. So if anybody else has any more suggestions that you think I might like, fire them in. I'm very receptive. I'm always willing to, to learn and try some new things. But anyway... We'll get on to the top five best beers of all time. That's a little redundant saying top five best, but whatever. The fifth best beer of all time, according to me, 
Bud Light Lime. Maybe Bud Light Orange, but mostly Bud Light Lime. When I was driving here to Tulsa, I uh, stopped at my buddy's cabin, like I've said before. And right when I get there, we're heading to the course to play a quick uh, Twilight Nine. And I get there and he pulls a nice Bud Light Lime out of the fridge, cracks it for me, hands it to me. And I'm like, wow, that is refreshing. Number four, best beer of all time, according to me, Kona Big Wave. Now, if you live in the Midwest, you fucking know what I'm talking about. These babies are elite. Shout out Will Camps. Will Campion, my fucking beauty roommate from my freshman year of college. We went to a bar one time and he saw that it was on tap. He was like, damn, they got Kona Big Wave on tap here? I said, what's that? He goes, oh, he would always do that. Oh, best beer. So I had one, elite. They come in some bottles, blue bottles, blue packaging. Get them. Next time you're at a liquor store, get a pack of them. Elite. Third best beer of all time, according to me. Sorry, American friends. This one's for the Canadians up there, but it's Rickards Red. Okay. Little anecdotal story here. Um, as I was growing up in small town Saskatchewan, as is everyone, little kid growing up in small town Saskatchewan, you're out at the lake, you're out at the cabin with, with the fellas, with your parents, with the family. And you're like 11, 10, 12 years old. And you ask, you're just always asking your parents, can I have a sip of your beer? Can I have a sip of your beer? And I was, I would do that all the time growing up. And I would have a sip of my, my dad's beer and I would hate it. 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 And I, I, I literally asked him one time, I was like, when you get older, like, do you just start like your taste buds change? Like you just start liking booze. And he started laughing at me, but I have figured out that that is uh, definitely a true thing. Anyway, so he goes, we're going out to the cabin. He buys this, this record sample pack came with like records, blonde records, red records, whatever. And he had the records red and I liked the big, like the bright red packaging. And he gave me a sip of it. I was like, wow, that's actually not that bad. Ever since then, it's been my favorite beer in Canada. A lot of places have it on tap in Canada. So unreal. Second best beer of all time, according to me, Corona Extra. None of that light bullshit. If you drink Corona light, you're a pussy. You throw lime in there, unbelievable. But while I was working at a, I was working at a brewery, like I said, over the, over the summer. And this one guy who ordered a cerveza at the brewery, I said, do you want a lime? And he's like, no, why would I want a lime? I said, everybody gets a lime with their cerveza. It's like a Corona, right? He said, you want to know why? The Mexicans started doing that with their cervezas? I said, yeah, I mean, I guess so. He said, to keep the bugs and the flies to get out of the beer, the lime, it was like a repellent. And I, and I, I, I haven't, I don't know why that guy would make that shit up and lie to me. So I'm just going to take his word for it. But regardless of why they even started using the limes in the first place, it makes it taste a lot better. So Corona ice cold with a lime, put your thumb in it, shake it upside down like they do in the commercial. Doesn't ever work like it should. Like I spill every time I do that. But yeah, the best beer of all time. Number one, best beer, best tasting beer of all time. According to me, Yingling traditional lager. Now, if you don't know what that is, you need to travel to the South and you need to go to your nearest gas station and you need to pick up a 12 pack of Yingling traditional 
lagers and you need to go home and you need to drink all 12 of them in a row because that's how fucking good they are. A nice amber ale, similar to the Rickards Red, but more of a lighter body and great taste. And you could just slug them. You can just slug them and they taste incredible. I've been looking for them down here. I'm kind of pissed. They don't have them in Tulsa. I called a few gross uh, liquor stores, but they said they should be coming soon. Okay. Worst beer of all time. According to me, I'm not going to do a list. Just the worst beer of all time. Miller High Life. Fuck off with that shit. Champagne of beers, more like the champagne of poop. But there really is no such thing as a bad beer when you think about it. And for those people that are offered like a kokanee, this is for free, like offered a kokanee or a Coors Light, or like they ask, like, what do you want to get? Yeah, I'm going to go get some uh, uh, fucking Coors Banquets or whatever. And they go, ew, I don't like those. And then they go, and then you see them the next day, they go and buy a 30 rack of Bud Light. Those are the worst type of people. Scums of the earth. Hey, idiots. They all taste the same. You pretentious loser. If I poured you a Miller Light, a Coors Light, a Bud Light, and a Molson Canadian in four clear plastic cups and did a blind taste test, first of all, you wouldn't even be able to tell the difference just looking at them. So that should be a pretty telltale sign right there but if you did a blind taste test you wouldn't be able to really tell a difference or pick out which one is which so get off your high horse okay you can give me a nice cold natural light or a keystone light or whatever shitty fucking boxer light the shittiest light beer you can find you can give me one and i would still enjoy it because beer is great i also love destroying ipas until i can't see and do not forget about the dark beers because those are amazing too Let's just round of applause, okay? Round of applause. Round of applause for whoever created beer because beer is unbelievably good. Great pastime with the fellas. And we're at 26 minutes. A little far, a little longer than usual today, but whatever. I'm feeling talkative. I'm feeling good. About to take a shower. Might even go back to the gym. Coach, if you're listening to this, I might even go back to the gym tonight and do another workout. Big game on Thursday. Prep starts now. Gonna hit the hay early, get up early, be fucking ready for another day of practice. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Hope to see you next week. And I'm not a lazy podcaster. I'm not. I recorded one. I just used my Better Business Bureau judgment to take it down. But I'm posting this one and I'm leaving it up. So hope you enjoy. Talk to you later.